Start recording. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. This is Robert Acosta speaking and welcoming you to Novel Ideas. The date is Friday, uh, September 19th. 2014, and uh, we are going to be talking about the book House Rules by Jody Pico, and now we turn it over to our hostess with the mostess, Randy Shelton. Randy, the microphone is yours. I was just going to say, I thought the book, I mean, the book's obviously well-written and well-researched and stuff. I just got tired, and I thought it was, I just thought it was too long, Uh, it, it and maybe this was partly due to the second time reading it, but uh, I, I, they could have left out some of the, all the different crime things that that they uh, they they wove into the story, you know, about real life things that had happened. And uh, the 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 real the real thing that I found frustrating was that she finally got around to asking her son whether he had killed the girl or not, like eleven hours into the book, and he said, "No, I didn't kill her." And then she she didn't bother to uh, uh, she get back act, acting like she was his attorney and stuff and she couldn't hear what the truth was and I, I just thought that was like unbelievable especially knowing her son the way she did uh, in terms of of honesty and stuff and it just I I I just thought it kind of fell apart there and then I, I thought the ending w- w- was 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 very was very weak because I mean at the end. They reveal everything that happens, and you're left wondering what's going to happen. And well, I, I can tell you what's going to happen. The jury was going to come back and find the guy guilty, and he was either going to go to a mental hospital or he was going to go to a prison. So, uh, I mean, it's not like they were going to be able to march over to the cops and, and now say, oh, now here's the whole story, get my son off. So, uh, I mean, I don't know. I, I, I just thought the, the the legal side of it was was, was poorly done. But, hey, that, that's my opinion. I'm, I'm, I want to hear what others say. Thanks. Well, I I read it twice now, and I I learned more about Asperger's the second time. It's very confusing. It is not just tell Jacob to pitch a tent and he throws it at you. It's it's how he or people with Asperger's see the world. You know, and when they asked him, "Are you sorry that she was killed?" or whatever, he goes, "No." He smiled. Are you sorry you killed her? And he smiled and told the jury, no. And you would think that he was a cold-hearted monster. And I'm not sure the jury was prepared to find him guilty. They were in six days. That favors the defense normally. I don't know what they would have done with him. But I guess the other question I have is, and I taught teenagers, but why didn't Theo step up? He allowed his brother to take the hit to go he would have gone to prison right and it wasn't until the birthday party when um jacob gives him the nano ipad for jess who was wonderful jess was absolutely perfect i i i hope that she would have never married mark who's a moron and abused her but uh she was great with with um with jacob and emma and all those guys uh, and I, I just felt that why didn't he step up? Does he? It, I would like. I would like to have known also, Alan, what they did with um, Theo, because they, they, the state 
spent tons of money. And I thought the prosecutor did a great job, too. It wasn't just Oliver is good and she is bad. She did her job, in my opinion. He was good, great, too. But at the end, the judge says, I want to hear Jacob. I don't care what you say. Let him talk. And uh, he did. And that was very revealing to me. Um, Emma, Ruth Ann will defend her more than I do. I know she's the protective mother. I understand the meltdown. She's got to lay on top of him and sing to him. But she, she, I feel sorry for Theo, even though he didn't step up. You know, he was, he was a bereft child. He, they ignored him. That happens too often with special kids. The special kid gets all the attention. What happens to the others? So you've been kind to listen to me. I love the book. And uh, legal was no worse than any John Grisham's legal machinations. You know, we could question some of the legal stuff. But uh, I, I just, no one asked him, except at the end. You're right, Alan. When they, I think they were sitting on Jacob's bed. And she says, did you kill him? He goes, not. I did not. And that should have told her, well, Asperger guys don't lie. Who did that? But she just lost it. Now, this is Sherry. Um, yeah, I agree with what Alan said. I was really frustrated. I was wanting to crawl into the book and shake these people. Well, just ask him what happened. I can understand the lawyer, but not his mom. Um, I thought it needed a good epilogue. Um, she really didn't. I thought that was pretty, as long as the book was, she could have at least added another couple chapters to explain what happened with the court and how they went in and undid everything and what trouble Theo got into and whatever. The one thing, I did like the book overall. Um, as far as all the other Jody Pico books I've read, though, I probably like this one the least. I thought there were some inconsistencies in the Asperger's presentation. For example, he's so paranoid about not being touched, which is pretty typical, but yet, during the court proceedings, he elbows Oliver at one point. Now, that just didn't seem like something he would do, and that really jumped out at me. Why would he deliberately touch Oliver? Um, he tolerated being touched occasionally, but I didn't see any other instance in the book where he initiated touching anyone. And that seemed inconsistent to me. And there was one other instance where he was talking, and he described something his mother said as falling like a brick. That's not an expression he would use because that, you know, he took things too literally to use an expression like that. So that kind of stuff bothered me a little bit. But obviously, I, it must be incredibly difficult to write um, from the perspective of somebody with Asperger's. So I thought overall she did really well. And I really enjoyed the book. And um, it was, I liked the way she jumped from character to character, too. I usually like that style. I like the way the book was read on Audible. We both started reading it from the Bard, where it was read by one person. But I think that with the different voices that were read it on Audible, I, I thought it was very well done, and it kind of gave you some kind of relief in the whole situation. And but I I thought that uh, that the mother there were so many things about her that were just like your typical mother of a person of a child or someone who grew up with a disability but she gave all the attention to uh, she gave no attention to Theo and, and uh, Jacob was you know just she was all over the place and uh, I don't know I think there were times when uh, she I, I, I wanted to shake her and say you know for God's sake let her let him be a little bit and, and uh, she seemed to have no idea that uh, that um, 
Theo was going into all these people's homes and making peanut butter and jam sandwiches and doing whatever it was that he was doing. And it, it seems like, too, that, uh, you know, Jacob just came to the wrong conclusion. He just assumed since he went in there that, that she was killed, that he had killed her, when that really wasn't exactly what happened. He was always doing something with good intentions, but it was all turning out wrong. But I found, too, reading things, again, that there were things that, I, that came up that I saw the second time that I, I somehow kind of missed the first time. And I, I think that uh, having a, an epilogue would have probably been a good idea because it just kind of ended after they went to, the, to everything. Yeah, this is Marcia, and it's been a long time since I read the book. And I guess I, for, I thought I would remember more than what I did. But that's one thing that does stand out in my mind, that it just kind of ended so abruptly for as long as the book was. Um, I totally agree. There should have been more explanation at the end. I think that uh, she felt that Jacob's case, the last case when he tied everything together, uh, was enough. But I agree. It would have been nice to know what happened to Theo. And did she marry Oliver? But I don't really care about that part. What happened to Theo? How did it resolve? Did Jacob end up being a mad scientist? You know, did he was he a success? If she's going to do this, if she's presenting the case, uh, it would that would have been nice. I agree with you. But I love the book anyway. Yeah, I'm not sure uh, the way the legal system works. Just just because you know we are all told what actually happened at the end when they finally decided to talk to one another. That if they had gone back and and tried to tell anything to the to to the judge or what, I'm not sure. It's not like the judge just says, "Oh, wait, we got to go back and and reconvene the jury and stuff." I mean, I think uh, maybe if they got back before the jury came back with a verdict, something could be done. But but otherwise, uh, I'm not really sure it works out real 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 smoothly. So that, that that's where I got so frustrated because. There were so much assumptions made by everybody in the book. You know, Jacob assumed that his brother had killed the girl. Uh, the the lawyer and the mother uh, both assumed that Jacob had killed her. And for God's sake, if they had just talked to one another, they could have found out what really happened. But, hey, no, she had to go on and drone on for 18 hours. And uh, I, I I just thought it was a little much. And, and it could have been because it was my second time around. But... I kind of remember being frustrated with the length the first time around as well. But I will say, if you want to read something light and uh, entertaining that has to do with Asperger's, read The Rosie Project. It is excellent. It has a character that's very similar to Sheldon Cooper in uh, uh, The Big Bang Theory, and uh, it's a light romance. But uh, sorry about that. I think the judge could declare a mistrial if they got evidence that so much threw a monkey wrench into the whole trial. But I don't know if the jury comes back with a verdict, then what they would do. But that's something that Jody Pico probably knows with all her legal research. And she could have, you know, I felt really cheated that she didn't throw in what happened at the end. As far as Oliver goes, I thought he was a little too cute. Um, he did his job well. And I must say at the beginning of the book, when they introduced Rich and Oliver, I'm thinking, okay, which one of these men is she going to end up with? And sure enough, unfortunately, she ends up with one of them. But luckily, she didn't spend a lot of time on that aspect of things. Yeah, I have to agree that the end was weak. 
Um, and I, the part that really infuriated me, and it's, I guess because it's just so true with law enforcement in general that a lot of them just don't get disability, and especially when you throw in something like Asperger's or mental health and the fact that Emma told Rich that uh, Jacob was autistic and that and Rich just totally ignored that and basically um, pulled, you know, just got Jacob in there on the pretext of helping him with other cases and then to just when he reached out and touched him, grabbed his arm and to lead him to the to handcuff him and lead him to the holding cell and that was it's just so typical and I read on Judy Picot's website there's a conversation with her about the book and it's it's her writing about it and she tells of how she had a cousin who was autistic and he was his was severe and she talks about how her aunt had to deal with his meltdowns and people thought that she was abusing him and everything and and she really she talks about what the hope about what it was like to actually grow up with somebody like that and then to um and she talked with a lot of kids and parents who had autism the the parents and then she talked to the kids themselves and it was so she and she decided to write the book she was thinking about could somebody with autism commit a crime and some of the things that she talked about in the book actually were in her research one of the mothers said that she had read somewhere that if that an autistic person should carry an ID in their wallet but she said would a police officer wait that long if she saw if if that officer saw her son reach into his back pocket and for his wallet would he think there was a gun back there and just start shooting and so that was the premise of where how she started to write this book and it got her thinking about whether or not somebody with autism could actually go through with this well at first i thought the really good discussion was by the tall doctor and sharp uh the doctor who's the expert not doctor the moon or any of these other guys and near the end i you know she said if he believed that he was done like he strangled the girl at the by the locker because she set him up as you remember and he said if he believed that she had betrayed him it it might lead to she says it's violent isn't it well i don't know she paused you know she didn't want to say violent um but remember 
uh, Jess had an argument with Jacob. Mark told him to get lost. She, he, he was at the pizza place. Uh, and it could have been, it could be a stretch. I wish that Emma would have hung out with Rich. I thought Rich finally came to understand it, what this guy was all about when he was at the jail at the end. Remember, uh, he melted down, they put him in jail, and he was talking to Jacob. And they, and the Jacob asked him about a case or something, and they talked about it. Uh, I thought Rich really got it, you know, but she was going to go with Oliver, I guess. And uh, Oliver wasn't bad considering where he started with his case, and he had to be educated about Asperger's. The police are woefully lacking dealing with disabilities. They really are. They don't get it. And, uh, yes, the judge was right to say, ADA says, Rich, you should have known about Asperger's a little bit. You know, you should have done research. And the mother told you he had it. And, uh, whoa, what am I supposed to do? I asked him a question he didn't answer. And he said, I don't need to answer that question and blah, blah, blah. But uh, he was a typical cop. But, you know, they, they don't get it with disabilities. I'm telling you that right now. Take my word for it. Even down to reading a search warrant. No, we're not going to read it. We've got it here. Well, can I call the police station to see if it's you? I don't know you. I'm blind. It's not in Braille. That's when my son was kicking his heels up as a teenager. And that was a while back. But I've helped people, and uh, they don't get it if you're blind. Yeah, I, I would say she did a good job with what's presenting that, that that very difficult situation for somebody caught up in a law enforcement situation with a disability and stuff. I guess I read too many of, the, of these crime novels and stuff because I've come to believe that I think that most police investigatory uh, agencies in general suffer from what they uh, the, the term that's been labeled what's called confirmation bias. They end up getting a, an idea in their head that someone's guilty, and then everything that they that they see as they investigate just confirms their you know what they believe to be true, and. Uh, it would be horrible to to have like this Aspergers and be in the situation because you already look guilty as it is, and, uh, uh, and and never mind the fact that there's some evidence that they find that that tends to cast blame your way. They're going to see what they want to see, and then you're you're acting in such a way to just to reinforce it. It, it, it would just be hell to have to go through that. So uh, 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 I always get a little frustrated because. And I know they have to, they have to, they, you know, these guys are under budget constraints just like everybody else, and they've got to investigate as fast as they can. But I firmly believe that most law enforcement places that do investigations, they get caught up in this confirmation bias. They don't tend to, to look at all the angles and try to, to consider everything that could happen. And, and, and maybe it's just in novels that it happens, but uh, sometimes there is another answer. Yeah, we have Carla, uh, uh, Randy, and uh, Jill. I don't think I've spoken, and we sort of want to give all everybody a chance here. So I'll shut up, believe it or not. Hooray! Um, hi, this is Jill. I was answering a phone call a while ago, so I wasn't even on, so I didn't haven't heard a lot of it. And all I can say is, um, I read this book probably about a year ago, and I'm very... <laughs> uninterested in rereading books. They've got to be outstanding books if I'm going to reread them, even for a club group. So I don't have much to comment. I liked the book at the time. I thought she did a good job with the Asperger thing. Um, 
she kind of bothers me as a writer, really, because she always takes these issues, you know, and just really builds a whole book around the special issue. Um, and at a couple of her books, I have really not liked at all, and I can't even remember the name of them, but I think there was one called, like, Faith, and it was a religious thing, and it was crazy. And I don't know. Uh, she isn't my favorite author, um, I kind of look, when she comes out with a new book, I kind of look at it and see whether I want to read it. But I, I do think she's a little extreme in what she does. So that's really my only comment. I like this particular book. Um, and I'm not I'm not the picky reader that some of you guys are because I didn't think a lot. Of, I, a lot of the problems that you've discussed didn't even occur to me, I'm afraid. And where's Carlo? That's good, Jill. Well, my computer just keeps on clicking in and out, so I, I don't know why, why I'm having trouble, because it'll say a couple of lines and it'll come out, but, and then I, I was a little late coming in, because I had to go to a funeral home for one of my neighbors, but anyhow, I've learned Jitis. Um, I hate to say this, but I was unable to finish the book. Um, I've had a lot of extra responsibilities, because some of you may know my mother took a fall, and um, is in rehabilitation. Um, I'm not going to get into all the particulars, but I have a lot of responsibilities for arranging things for her and getting to and from the hospital and just on top of all my normal work. That said, um, I've read over half of the book, and I actually enjoy what I've read so far. Um, I didn't think I would because I'm really not into crime things. By the time I get down to reading books, I want to get away from crime because I see it too much on the news. But I like the way that she writes, um, and she did this in my my my, my sister's keeper too, where you um, how the style of um, writing from a a point of view of one character and then another one and then another one. You get a multifaceted view of this, um, of um, the issue. And um, I really like the character development in this book. I, I really like um, Jacob. Um, it, it really makes you think of things in, in a different way from the standpoint of the Asperger, um, the person who has that. And um, I have some Asperger students, and it, it is pretty accurate portrayal. Um, and um, so far, uh, I'm, I'm really liking the character of, I didn't think I'd like him at first, but Oliver, but he's he's, he's really growing on me. Um, and um, I'm really glad that you recommended this book because I am enjoying it. Oh, yeah, so am I, uh, Carla, and do finish it if you can. I hope we don't we're tipping off the end here for you. <laughs> but uh, I, I want to give Theo one break. There was a time when he did tell his brother, you know, you know what I did or something like that. You know, something like that. And he said, yes, but they, Alan's right. Then nobody, nobody put it straight to him. You know, now in the O.J. Simpson case, legally, the lawyers never did ask O.J. if he would killed him. They said they would not deliberately in the defense, you know. And I was surprised. I thought they said, well, just go ask them. But they said, that's not our business. It's up to the state to prove that he killed Nicole and so forth and Ron. Um, so uh, I don't know if that's a legal trick. You never ask. But the mother finally does. And it just doesn't seem to register. I mean, she doesn't, when she's telling the, I don't expect her maybe to tell the jury, but go tell your lawyer. He told me. 
that he didn't do it. And with uh, with the um, Aspergers, they they really try not. They don't lie. They try to stick to the truth. So that was that was interesting. I thought, but uh, but what's his name? Theo did try to tell Jacob, but they don't mention the word. He goes, "Yes, I know," and that was the end. Then then Theo got chicken and ran out of the room. I think one thing that I was I found interesting is it's not the question, but it's how you ask the question. Um, she asked the question. The the mother asked, "Did you kill? Uh, did you kill uh, the girl?" And he said, "I did not." But at the thing at the uh, at the court hearing, uh, the uh, Oliver said, "Are you sorry you killed the uh, the girl, Jesse?" And he said, "No, you know, because if you ask, are you sorry you killed him?' That's a different question." And that sort of thing seemed to get in the way a lot of times in this book as far as knowing what was really the problem here. I thought it was interesting, like, you know, everybody kind of, um, Theo kind of was like best supporting actor in some respects. I mean, he did some pretty good things. I mean, he got his mother's credit card and went over back, uh, took a plane to see his father and, uh, you know, did all all these things. And I I don't know if it's... 15 year old kid would necessarily think of that so you know he wasn't so dumb he was just kind of I wonder what kind of a chance he had to be any kind of a normal person I read Danielle Steele's book about Nikki I don't remember the name of it but Nikki I don't know I don't think he had all uh, Asperger's but he ruined the family I mean they'd sit down for Thanksgiving Nikki would have a meltdown she went through she had nine, nine husbands, and three or four just couldn't take the marriages. They couldn't take Nikki. And Jacob did the same thing. Birthday parties, Jacob never gives presents. You know, it's what Jacob wants. He's got to blow the candles out with Theo. And really, all I think a psychologist could have helped Theo because all he wanted just one day in his life was a normal family. And he'd never get it. And Emma didn't provide anything for her husband. Henry wasn't all bad. Emma just said, I'm sorry, I deal with Jacob. That's why I'm here. The heck with you. And uh, so he went off and found a nice, sweet woman in California, and they had two little girls, and he has a normal family. That's what most people want. I thought the discussion on the majorative, I've never heard that. I don't remember that in the first round of reading. The majority, the majorative want everything normal. Will that day ever come in America? We see an Alzheimer's uh, Asperger guy or a blind guy. Will society just say that's the, I think they call it the majorative. Is there a group like this that wants everything treated normally by society? Uh, yeah, actually, I don't know about for Asperger's, but you see it with the deaf community uh, fairly regularly. Um, I was thinking with um the father, Henry, that he certainly exhibited a slight tinge of all, or I keep wanting to say Alzheimer's too, Asperger's also in his behavior. At least it seemed that way to me. And also, did anyone else think that maybe Jacob with his, you know, intelligence in terms of solving crimes maybe should have been able to figure out that she fell and hit her head on the sink and that she wasn't killed with any kind of blunt instrument? I, you, you'd think he might have been able to figure that out, but maybe not. I thought about that, too, that he might have been able to figure that out. But 
I guess not. And Bob, the book you're thinking of, of Danielle Steele's, I read it too, is His Bright Light. And, um, yeah, I really, I felt sorry for Theo. He, he was, all he wanted was just a normal life, and all he wanted was a normal family and some attention once in a while, and he took a back seat to Jacob every time. And so, in a sense, maybe his... He tried to tell his mother at one point, but then he wasn't able to because Emma got sidetracked by Jacob or... Um, Maybe it was around the time that Jacob was arrested. I don't know, but I don't remember. But um, maybe Theo's keeping silent and not coming forward was in some ways a cry for help that, okay, if Jacob's gone, they'll have to pay attention to me now. I'm 15, but still inside, he was still that little boy that was looking for the attention he never got. Yeah, sure, I have to agree. If uh, if he could have figured out that that guy at the beginning of the book uh, had hypothermia, and that's why his, his pants was were, were pulled down, stuff like that, I, I mean, come on. Somebody should have been able to figure out that the girl slipped and hit her head on, on the thing. But uh, then the book would have been, instead of uh, right under 18 hours, it would have been right under 18 minutes, I guess. So that's why they didn't pursue that. But uh, I thought the, the, the most clever thing in the whole book was when they were doing the flashback and talking about Henry. And I agree, he, he, Henry definitely seemed to have a touch of Asperger's himself. Uh, the T-shirt he had that, that said full frontal nerdity. Uh, I've got to get me one of those. I thought that was pretty clever. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, Ra- Randy, that's pretty deep. The Theo said, now I'll be the special kid if he goes to prison. I guess it could be after reading the sister's wife when the, when Pearl made a bunch of noise. Those who read it, Sherry did, and Ruth Ann, I think, and caught her, um, was it for photographs? So that suddenly Pearl becomes the, the special kid with all the attention. But that's heavy to, to, to do it, to have your brother go to prison when you know he didn't do it. And just to be number one, uh, the kid needed, Theo needed help by then if he, if he was going that, in that direction. But I, I, without being a psychologist, I felt very sorry for Theo. All he wanted was a family. And the thing with Jess was just a total accident. And he split. He ran. I don't really think Theo knew what had happened to her because I think he ran and he was, you know, running down the stairs. And I don't think he was aware that she had fallen and hurt hurt herself. So I think he was as surprised as anybody to find out that that she had died. I don't, and I don't think he thought he was responsible. He knew he was the last one to see her alive, but I don't think he he realized what he had done. I mean, he, he knew he saw her naked and stuff, but uh, 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 I, I believe he was as clueless as everybody else. It's not like uh, he was there, she you know, saw him, and he was just right outside the door, and she slipped and fell, and he knew she was badly hurt. So uh, uh, I'm not really sure he thought he had done anything more than just break into a house and 
and make a sandwich or two and steal a you know a, a, a video game or two. Yeah, I think uh, you're right. We Ruth Ann and I discussed that. I don't believe he knew, but he found out, didn't he? Though he knew that I was one of them. Why don't I confess that I'm, I was there too? And uh, he didn't know Jacob was covering up. Now, you guys, uh, Sherry raised the point. Why didn't he just figure out the crime from page one, Jacob? But he couldn't get really that close to her. He wasn't, uh, am I right that he wasn't in the crime scene? He was He was on the edge. You know, he had her cell phone by the culvert, and, he, and they weren't moving fast enough. He said, these guys are stupid. I, I've given them clues. I mean, the tea. Uh, Jess never drank tea. She never. I left that one for them. She she hates tea, but we know that Theo had tea, Mago tea. So, um, but then uh, then finally Jacob uses the cell phone, the ping ping of the cell phone, to get the police over to the culvert, and they did not invite him, nor did he do it. Go into the uh, go into the crime scene like he did with a guy with uh, hypothermia and all that. He didn't crash in, or he would have figured out about her head. I'm I'm sure he would have. He he was a junior, Doctor Henry Lee. He was amazing. Yeah, and he also used his quilt to get her outside and cover her up. And so to anybody who, to any any of them, that, that was one of the things that convinced them he did it. But no, I don't think Theo knew what had happened. He... He was more startled than anybody, I think. He just ran, but he didn't know that she had slipped and fallen and hit her head. I actually was thinking that Jacob should have solved the crime when he actually, because he had to be the one to find the body laying there in the bathroom with her head cut open, and he should have seen some blood or brains or something on the sink or wherever she hit her fell and hit her head i would have thought he could have figured it out from that and i also thought he would have thought about the fact that here he's staging this elaborate crime scene to blame mark and he puts his own quilt around her and and that seemed because given that he doesn't feel well he did feel affection for her in his own way but you can't ascribe the fact that he put the quilt on her as affectionate because as he was portrayed, that's not something he would have done. So I thought that was an interesting discretion. And also, Mark, I mean, it has to be said, I, I was hoping that Mark did do it because he was such a jerk. I wanted to see him get his and get sent to prison in the end. <laughs> now, correct me. I thought that I thought when Theo at the birthday party does confess that please correct me here i may be dreaming but that he saw her coming out of the shower i don't think that the earlier she said you and then he saw her hit her head fall and get up jessica got up and blood was streaming and ruth ann has contended at least he could have called 911 on the way out or something you know uh, and then I gather she fell and died. It, and Jacob doesn't come for two hours. You have time to die of that, you know, subdural hematoma. But if you're telling me that he didn't even see her come out of the shower or hit her head, I think he did see that. But she got up. You know, you, you we do that all the time. I hit my head and I get up. Oh, you're all right then. And then he kept running. I mean, he was he was scared. But she And he said, and I believe that I remember he said, and she fell. But I ran. I knocked over the the CDs. I knocked the mail over. I just ran. 
So, uh, no, I mean, he didn't know she was dying. He didn't do that. But it would have been nice had he called 911. She might have lived. Well, I I, I don't remember uh, uh, reading that, that he saw her he saw her falling or I certainly don't remember him falling seeing her hit her head but you know I, I could be remembering that wrong but and sherry thank you. you you brought back my recollection about about the various inconsistencies that that uh, i remember from the first time i read it one being you know she, she paints jacob to be such so brilliant at these crime scenes and what would have been a fairly obvious thing you would have thought that somebody fell and 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 hit their head. That everybody has to turn into like a major crime and stuff. And he he wasn't able to figure that out. But uh, 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 and, and then to boot, he wrapped his own blanket around something that was a custom blanket that would clearly point the finger at himself, which is which was pretty lame. But uh, uh, like I said, she needed to, to throw all those inconsistencies in there to 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 stretch the, the the story out but uh uh but i have to agree that theo definitely should have stepped up when he saw that his brother was being convicted of uh uh ran the the chance of being convicted of murder to at least say look here's here's another part of the story that happened and then maybe they could have put it together as to what uh, uh what had actually happened but of course that would have necessitated that they each talk to each other but uh, uh she wasn't having them do that until the very end well, yeah, Theo did see her get up, fall, and get out of the shower, fall, and then she got up. But if he had called 911, then he would have had to answer questions about what he was doing there and probably been charged with breaking and entering. And so he was probably too afraid to call 911 and maybe in his mind it just never occurred to him i don't know i'm not defending him i'm just saying that that's a possibility here carla jill anybody have any marcia anybody have anything they want to contribute feel free to jump in no i want to pursue i i gather i'm getting this and i'm an old guy so forgive me you guys are saying he should have looked at everything and solved the crime right there that it wasn't Theo, that she fell, she hit her head. It's no big deal. Remember, he thought it was. He saw the footprints. And remember the house rule. Protect your brother. He's the only one you've got. Protect him. So you see your brother's sneakers. He's coming in. Uh, you know, you have your 2.30 appointment. Jacob was focused. He was late. He was two hours late. I mean, well, no, he made the appointment. And he thought, man, and he even says... I guess I could have done something, but I didn't want to get caught. I had to get out of there. I had to get her out of there. And he kept, and then he thought she wasn't dead. He's, wake up, Jess. <laughs> and then he sits her in the chair and says, Jess, Jess, wake up. Oh, yeah, you're dead. But I got to get, I got to get out of here to cover for, um, for Theo. Now, why the quilt? I don't know. I think it was just, he didn't. He didn't worry about. I love her and all that, but he didn't want her sitting out there. And he made a mistake. He grabbed his quilt. And even Alzheimer's guys can make a mistake, and it pointed more to him. At first, it was Mark. Yes, they arrested Mark, but the quilt and then the, uh, the you know the the cell phone and it started pointing to uh, to Jacob. So I don't think it's fair to say he should have looked and solved the crime. Number one, no author would do that. That would end the book. 
Some are glad about that. I'm not. I, I was. I learned so much from this book, but uh, that's asking too much. He thought he would be caught, and I, I know he said that too. He said, "I I had to hurry." You know, and, and why did he take time to alphabetize the disc? He said, I thought Jess would like that. That's not consistent. I would run. You know, most of us would get out of there. But, um, you know, and the 911, Randy, he could have called and not given his name, just said, go to this house. I'm telling you, there's a lady laying out there in a hang up. Now they could trace him. They could try and do that, I guess. Yeah, one of the things I wanted to bring up, too, was the power of these house rules that he was always. Uh, operating under, you know, brush your teeth three times a day. Well, we all think this was maybe not that big a deal, but the the last rule was take care of your brother. He's all you've got. And apparently this was meant for both boys to take care of each other because he kept insisting that I didn't do anything wrong. In fact, I did right. And that that was, you know, those house rules, I think, had a great deal of power in his frame of reference uh, as to how, you know, what he was doing. And uh, I guess that's what I wanted to bring up. Yeah, I, I understand that. I guess I guess my biggest hang-up overall is still the fact that when somebody dies from, from a, a blunt force head wound, there's usually some kind of weapon involved or they've had to fallen and hit in their head on something. And... They they just totally skated past all that in this book. I mean, you're not going to convince me that 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 Jacob could have done this through hitting her with his hands and stuff. I just don't think that's possible. Or I guess he could have banged her head against the wall or something, or banged it against the table and stuff. But I don't know. I you know I I, I get hung up on the actual. Uh, 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 actual evidence and and what they didn't really uh, all the stuff that she just kind of conveniently you know chose to ignore you know to develop the story which she obviously had to do but you know this guy wasn't jack reacher and stuff it's not like you know it's not easy to kill yourself kill somebody with your bare hands and stuff and they just they just kind of seem to skate over all that i thought it's a novel and she wrote it so she can do whatever she wants and yeah I was a little surprised that Jacob didn't figure it out. But then again, even if he did, he wasn't going to tell on Thea because of the house rule. Take care of your brother. He's the only one you've got. So he to take care of Theo, he was prepared to take the blame, even if he really didn't understand, or maybe he did, but... You know, he he didn't under, he really wasn't capable of understanding that he was going to go to prison, I don't think, if if he was found guilty. And I don't know, maybe he would have understood that, but it it's hard to say. Asperger's a very tough disease. When I started getting it was when they talked about the Miranda rights. He could quote them verbatim, frontwards and backwards, but when you got in a, well, Jacob, uh, what does it mean to waive your Miranda rights? Remember that? And he waved his hand, and the judge says, I got it. I understand. Okay, I'm, I'm squelching the confession. It cannot be used against him. You know, the Miranda rights don't count there because he doesn't even understand it. And I go, geez. 
you know, he, he, if you, if one of my students quoted it, I'd sure try to think that he understood it. But that's not always true. <laughs> and when he waved, I was on the floor howling. I was laughing. Well, that's a really good point about the house rules. Um, even though I think if Jacob had looked at the crime scene and saw that she was laying in the bathroom bleeding and there was stuff on the sink, he would have been able to figure it out. I think you're right. And the house rules of protect your brother kind of took priority, and he knew that his brother had run away from the house before he found the body. And so that took priority over solving the crime, in a sense, because I guess he figured he knew what happened and he was going to take care of it by staging another crime scene. So that that's an interesting point. And, yeah, you're right with the literal stuff. That, that's always, that was interesting with the Miranda stuff. I wanted to mention, too, um, not to change the subject, but another good Asperger's book is The Curious Incident of the Dog in the Nighttime. And that's a first-person account of a kid who's, trying to solve a crime about a dog, and he writes it in his own words, and that really gives you a flavor of Asperger's also. There was another book we read, I don't know where, I read so many of these and they jumble, about the father who made eggs and toast for breakfast for 27 straight years, and he leaves John, the son, his coin collection. No, he wasn't dumb. Don't, you know, he, he had his will, but the father had Asperger's and finally dies. I don't remember the book. Ruth Ann and I, we can't remember the title. But it, for 27 years, if you had breakfast with his father, you're going to get eggs and toast. It could get a little boring. Nicholas Sparks. I remember that one. I think it was something. The word John was in the title, but I can't remember if it was Father John or something. But, yeah, I I remember that. And that curious incident of the dog in the nighttime, I read that one, and it was very good. But Jacob, at times, was actually funny, I thought. Like you, Bob, I was laughing when he they brought up the Miranda rights and they asked him what it meant to wave them, and he waved his hand. And there were just other things that he said or did that they were so literal and it just it made me laugh out loud at times. That Nicholas Sparks book is Dear John. That's it. Thank you, Alan. I get these darn books mixed up. Uh, Jacob was funny. I liked him. Okay. I, I, I could shake him at times, but I liked him uh, very much. And um, I was going to say something else, but I guess it's, I talked a lot today. But, uh, um yeah, it's it's just uh, the things that he did. It's it's you got to get in his head, and uh, it's just I gather that he has his world, and uh, it's very hard to communicate. I I felt that they mistreated him at school. The mother, I have my prejudices about mainstreaming anyway, but she demanded that he be mainstream. No special school, you know, nothing, and he they brutalized him. They ruined them, you know, these kids. They were, but they can do that. They can be very cruel. Oh, the girl that he took to the prom, Amanda. And <laughs> and he jumps in the back seat behind Amanda. And they go, whoops, Jessica said, hello, world. She gets the camera. We didn't cover that, did we? You know? And Amanda, dear thing, she had a Down syndrome brother, and she was a sweetheart. She took him to the prom. She, she accepted his invitation. He had to ask 83 girls, and number 83 or 84 was Amanda, and she said yes. Yeah, I have my own views on mainstreaming, too, but, yeah, they really did. 
they they really tortured him and um just made life miserable but um it's almost 10 till so if anybody has anything else Carla Marsha anybody want to add anything or anybody else have anything they want to say and then we can talk about the book for next month it doesn't mean you can't read the other book later uh but orphan train uh, is what i vote for so we can resolve this well Har- harlan colvin is a good author i've i've read uh, a few of his books but yeah what the heck i'll go along with orphan train i just don't want to get caught up in a series you know with uh, virgin river so um i don't know if that's the first book in the series or the umpteenth book in the series so um I, you know, I like I like either of those two, but um, I'll cast my vote for Orphan Train. And who's that by again? It's by Christina Baker Klein, and the DB is seven six seven four six. Um. Okay. Unless somebody else really objects, then how about if we do Orphan Train for? October and then if we if you want to do Harlan Coben for November we can do that that way we have October and November figured out very good I'm out of here we'll, we'll when Bard it always breaks on weekends doggone it uh, but we'll uh, we'll be back whatever the date is in uh, in October Randy always knows these dates October 17th okay thank you I'm going to end the recording